pop, fizz, clink, sit back and enjoy. Bubbly Thoughts poured by your host, Melissa Bromley. Hi guys, and welcome to the Bubbly Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley. Let's pop, fizz, and clink our way into some good vibes today. You guys, this will most likely be one of the most popular episodes out there. Today, you are going to enjoy a special treat from one of my best friends, Rebecca Bormel, whom I refer to as Becca or Bex. Becca has a keen sense of taste for the greater things in life, and I mean that literally. I have never met someone who loves food more than I do, but I will say Becca is the exception. She not only has great taste in food, but she is an overall great person. And I truly loved hearing her perspectives related to food and in life. I know you are going to adore getting to know her. So sit back, enjoy, and make sure you have Uber Eats on speed dial. Trust me, you are going to need it after this episode. Get ready to enjoy all things bubbly thoughts from my favorite foodie. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Love to have you here. Do you need anything? Are you all set on snacks? I got my shams. Got I know shams. I got all the cookies. So we're good. <laughs> good. Perfect. So for the listeners out there, Becca is one of my favorite people in the world, and we met by pure fate. We both met at UCF and were random roommates freshman year and lived together one of the summers after that as well. In college, actually, she introduced me to the Frisco Melt at Steak and Shake. <laughs> and there was a period of time where her and I and our two other roommates at the time would drive to Steak and Shake every single night to get one. <laughs> I legit think that's the last time I've actually had a Frisco Melt, though. It doesn't even actually sound appetizing now. Do you ever get them? No, never. Okay. We used to be obsessed. But we went every night. Then we grew up, and now we eat more sophisticated foods. <laughs> we're, we're just overall more sophisticated people. I love that. So after college, we reconnected when she moved over to the Baldwin Park area where I live as well. And one of the best parts about where we live is that we are surrounded by delicious food. There's Baldwin Park, Thornton Park, Winter Park, and a ton of other places surrounding us with scrumptious treats. Becca is the foodiest foodie I know, and I consider myself a foodie too, so that's saying something. <laughs> of course, I mean it. I feel like I should get you a crown or something. <laughs> and that's why we have her on the show today. She is my grub guru and is going to share with us all the juicy, delicious details about good food. So let's get it poppin', y'all. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Bex, what do you think, or I'm sorry, why do you think food is so absolutely delicious for you? So I love this question. There's actually a few different reasons why food is so delicious to me. And the first one is growing up, I am part of a Jewish family and the Jewish culture and food is a big part of that. And we would always have family get-togethers and holidays and it just always was about the food. And we always had the best food, you know, the matzo ball soup and the challah, you know, all that good stuff. And now eating food, even though I can't always see my family all the time because I do live in a different state as them, it still reminds me of like all those amazing moments, all those times where we all used to get together. So it's just a great time for everyone to like relax, take a break from work, take a break from your to-do list, and just everybody enjoys eating. I don't know anybody who doesn't love to eat, so... That's the first reason, and the second is a little strange, and that is because I have something called a geography tongue, which sounds really weird. I recommend not Googling that because it is kind of gross <laughs> to look at, but um, it just makes my tongue more, sen more sensitive to taste, and my sense of smell is another thing. I can smell anything from like a mile away, so if you spray perfume in another room, and I can smell it even if I'm two rooms away from that. So. I think my heightened um, sense of taste and smell really has a big um, part of why food is just so amazing. And then the third reason is that it's eating food is the most exciting part of my day. Yes. So <laughs> I agree. I know you would agree with that. So that's what I look forward to. I can't wait, you know, to wake up in the morning to eat breakfast. I can't wait to come home from work and make dinner or go out to dinner. So it's just like the happiest part of my day. So I just can't wait to eat. 
Oh my gosh, I agree with so many of the things that she just said, and I always, I always joke that like I think in another life I was Jewish. Like I think I was meant to be Jewish. I I love so much about Judaism, and the fact that I've I've been able to learn so much about Judaism thanks to Becca and like some of our other friends as well, and I've learned that there's so much that I associate with, and the fact that like I love food so much, and obviously that's a big part of what you were saying. You think it's a huge reason why you potentially love food so much, and even in general, even if you're not, you know, affiliated with a specific religion, I associate food with like positive memories, which is something that you were saying, like Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of all time. And it, for so many reasons, first off, my mom makes great food. She does wonderful when it comes to Thanksgiving and I get to see all of my family and friends. So even if my plate was like light for some reason, which would never happen, but it's, I just associate it with such positive memories. It's like that one time of year where I get to see so much of my family that I never get to see. And so that's, that's exactly how I feel about food too. I love it. That's... I totally agree with that. I was born right around Thanksgiving. Sometimes my birthday is on Thanksgiving day, depending on how it falls out. So I think I was meant to be a foodie because I was born around Thanksgiving and that's the day of feast and eating. So it was meant to be. I love it. That's perfect. Um, okay. So what is your favorite food and where can we get it? So anybody who knows me knows that I am obsessed with sushi. It's a big part of my life. I've gotten a lot of my friends and family into the sushi game. And um, the places to get it, I'd say here in Orlando, we have a few favorites. One of them is close to where we live. It's called Kabuki. Yes. And I know Brahms and I have been there many times together. And um, it's just a great place. It's kind of random. It's just in a plaza next to a pizza shop. You would never know that it's going to have amazing sushi, but it really is incredible. They have amazing dishes, sushi rolls, um, and I usually try to pick up sushi from there at least once a week. Yes. So Becca is so dedicated to Kabuki. I am. I'm a dedicated <laughs> member of the sushi club. And then another place that I love in Orlando is a new place, fairly new. It's called Cadence. I actually had my birthday there last year, and it's a 10-seat bar with these amazing people that came up with the company and opened up the restaurant, and we rented out all 10 seats, so that was really cool, and they do the amikasi, I think I'm saying that right, where they pretty much just give you whatever they want to give you, right. so you kind of have to be a little adventurous, um, which I've learned to become a more adventurous eater over the years. So proud of you. And thank you. I love that place. So if you haven't been and you live around Orlando or you're visiting, Cadence is definitely a place to check out. But make sure you make a reservation because there's only 10 seats, so it gets booked up. And then two of my other favorites are Sushi Pop and Shari. And they're just awesome places to get cocktails and have a nice sushi meal. One of them is in Oviedo, so it's near like the UCF area. So that was like one of my first places that I used to get sushi in Orlando when I went to UCF. That's, you know, where I met Melissa. And then Shari is right downtown in Thornton Park. So that's another place that the cocktails, they have a cocktail called Sakatini. It's like a martini with sake. So, so it's like the perfect combination. And it's just amazing. I, what I love about sushi is like, to me, it like melts in your mouth. If you get a, go to a good place and you get a good roll. I say it's like filet mignon. If you like steak, it's kind of comparable to that. So that's my absolute favorite food. And I completely agree. Honestly, I love sushi too. Sushi's like right up there with like pizza and all the other stuff. I love sushi is 100%. Like I agree. And I love sushi, but I've never met someone who loves sushi more than Bex. So trust me, she is the expert. The places that she recommended amazing. I fully support them too. I think I was also first introduced to like really good sushi in Orlando at UCF. And I think it was through Sushi Pop as well. And that, that place is really fun. It's like more hip and it's really, really cool. While the first two places she mentioned, Cadence and Kabuki are a bit more like hole in the wall and you might not expect them, but it is amazing quality and so fun for like a date night, like all that good stuff. So and so that's a awesome. side note. One time I had sushi on my nails. Like I got my nails done with sushi <laughs> stickers. So it's real dedication. She is so dedicated. Dedicated AF to sushi. <laughs> so, okay. The next thing that I'm going to ask Bex here, like I said, she's the foodie expert and she lives in Orlando, just like I do. I'm going to go through different categories about 
what are her favorite places to eat in Orlando. Okay, so sushi. I know you went through a couple different options with sushi, but if you have anything else to add to the list, I'm sure the listeners would love to hear. Yes, I almost forgot one of my absolute favorites, which I just went a couple nights ago, and that is Morimoto. Oh, that's so awesome. I actually haven't been there yet. Bex raves about it, though, so keep going. Keep talking about it. I think if I had one restaurant in Orlando that I would want somebody to go to if they were visiting here, it would be Morimoto. It's at Disney Springs, and it's just amazing. The restaurant is beautiful. The dishes are great. And even if you're not a sushi lover, they have amazing other dishes, just like Asian fusion. I mean, we went with a couple friends, and it's a great place to share plates. They actually put a little uh, circular, I don't really know what to call it, but uh, like a tray in the middle of the table, and it rotates. So it's great for sharing. Um, So I actually just ordered for the entire table. It was a a few couples, and we just spun it around a few times, and everybody grabbed what they wanted, and it was just a great place for a group. I feel like that I need to let you do that, actually. I've never thought about being like, okay, I don't know what to get. Just order something for me. Because seriously, Bex has such good taste in food. I've never been somewhere or tried something that she's gotten that I didn't love. So I'm going to keep that in mind. Next time we go to dinner, I'm going to be like, just order something for me that you think I'd like. I always joke around that one of my best qualities is ordering food. <laughs> I know it's great quality, weird, but it, it is a great quality and it works with my fiance, it works with my friends, you know, they have faith and trust in me when we go out to dinner and I always, I feel like I always do a good job with ordering. So you do. I'm you, pretty proud of myself. You that. should be. I'm proud of you too. Thanks. So the next category, we just went through sushi. The next category is what is your favorite place in Orlando to get a burger? Yes, that's easy. It's called Luke's. It's in Maitland. It's actually the same owners as Luma and Prado, um, which are famous restaurants in Orlando. That whole group is very well known. And they're fairly new as well. Maybe they've been around for a year or so. They have the absolute best burger. I can't even explain it. You just have to go and try it because it's that good. And I wouldn't go anywhere else for a burger. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I've gone out of my way to go to Luke's just to do takeout before and I've gotten the burger. That's actually what I've gotten almost every time I've gone there. And if I've gotten something else, I was like, oh shoot, why did I not get the burger? I really regret not getting it. There's also a new place that I've tried. I don't know if you've tried this place before. I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Teak. It's spelt like steak without the S. So it might be Take. Yes. I don't. I don't know how to. Have you been there before? I haven't been. But is that the place with the donut sushi, the donut burger? Yes. And yes. Cam. So Cam is my boyfriend. He actually got that. He wanted. He's really adventurous, actually, with eating, and he got the donut burger. I went. I like spicy a lot, so I went with something that had like ghost peppers or something crazy spicy on it. But it was really good, and it's it's a chill atmosphere and like kind of like a nicer bar kind of scene. And the burgers are really good, but I still actually think. Luke's is better but both are very good and I agree with Bex like I fully support that Luke's burger it's so good I have a food list of places when I first moved here of places I wanted to try I'm originally from Baltimore Maryland so coming down here it was like a whole new food scene because in Baltimore it's all about the seafood here it's a little bit um, more eclectic like they have all different types of good food here it's just you kind of have to search and find the places they're not just like there you know they're kind of hidden so um, I have a whole list. It's grown to probably over 50 places in Orlando of uh, restaurants that I want to try. And Teak, the, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know if it's Teak or Take. One of the two. One of the two. So um, that's on my list and I'll have to try it. Yeah, Bex is, oh, she's such a go-to with this kind of stuff. Like I've looked at her list before. I've been to a lot of places with Bex too. Like we've eaten together a lot because like you could tell this is something that we heavily bond over. So All right, let's go to the next category. So what's your favorite place to get pizza in Orlando? Okay, so pizza is definitely not my number one. I know it's hard to hear that. It breaks Um, my heart, but it's okay. But it's probably because I'm not a huge tomato fan. I love cheese, but pizza isn't my favorite thing in the world. I'll definitely eat it. Don't worry. I have it probably more often than I'd like to admit. (laughs) But um, I would say my favorite in Orlando is Lazy Moon. Oh, I love Lazy Moon. Yes. Good answer. Sorry, keep going. Thank you. They have giant slices. They originated, I think, around the uh, University of Central Florida area. And now they have one in downtown Orlando. And it's really great. You go, you only need one slice because they're absolutely humongous. 
and it's just a good slice of pizza. Other than that, a place that we frequent is called Bella Luna, and that is in Baldwin where we live. I think part of the reason we love it is because it's just so convenient. It's right in our neighborhood. But, you know, you can't go wrong with a slice of pizza, to be honest. Um, I Like you always say, you've never met a slice of pizza. You haven't, haven't liked, so. So true. So I think that there's a lot of good places you really can't go wrong when it comes to pizza, but those are my favorites. Yeah, Lazy Moon is a really fun, do you ever get the sauces to dip your pizza in, or are you not much of a sauce person? I'm not a big sauce person, but I would definitely give it a try. There's something called Jason's Mom Sauce, <laughs> and imagine like a sweet vinaigrette. It's really good. I know it sounds kind of bizarre, but it's, it is really good. And, like, sometimes I, this is literally going to make me sound like such a fat ass. But, like, I, I will sometimes get, like, the Jason's mom sauce and ranch and, like, mix them together. That's, like, it sounds repulsive, but, like, give it a go. If you're in Orlando and you want to try Lazy Moon or if you've tried Lazy Moon and you've never tried Jason's mom sauce slash ranch or both, give it a go. It's really good. I would highly support that. And like, like Beck said, she wasn't exaggerating. The pizza slice is bigger than our faces probably combined. It's huge. <laughs> and it's a novelty for a lot of reasons, not just the size, but it's also pretty reasonably priced too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. And it's so nice now that we have that option a lot closer to where we live because before when we got it, we would potentially have to drive all the way over to UCF, which isn't super close to where we are. So now it's a bit more accessible, which is cool. And lazy, or I'm sorry, and then Bella Luna I order probably once a week. I mean, it's kind of my go-to. Like Beck said, it's close, but it's also it's really stinking good. Another one that... Have you tried Maestro before? Never. So Maestro is a newer Italian restaurant in Winter Park. It's on Park Ave near the Burger Fi. It's really good. They also have... Like, it's very authentic Italian pizza, so it's not like the typical... Like, as much as I love... Like, I, I still like Papa John's. Oh, yeah. You know, and everything like that, but it's like a thinner crust and like a little bit more sauce, less cheese, and it tastes super, super fresh. And the Italian food there is super authentic too. So that's another one. We'll have to try that because they also deliver. So I'm adding Maestro's to the list. Yeah, Maestro's a good one. I think you'd like it. And back to Bella Luna's just for a second. They have a great gluten-free pizza if anybody's gluten-free out there. So good, yeah. Yeah, so I tried that recently. I'm not gluten-free, but I wanted to give it a go, and it was delicious, so I definitely recommend that too. That is a true dedicated foodie that even though she doesn't have like a particular allergy, she's like, I'm just going to see how it is, and I can tell people about it who do potentially have a gluten allergy. You're a dedicated and thanks. I try. good human for doing that. That's awesome. Okay, so next category. How about Italian? Okay. So my favorite Italian in the Orlando Winter Park area is called Armando's. Me too. Yes, I thought you'd agree with that one. It's right in Hannibal Square in Winter Park, and the neighborhood it's in is so cute. It's a, play, a great place to like walk around with your friends, your family. Um, they have a farmer's market nearby um, on the weekends. Armando's has amazing pizza, pasta dishes. It has a great ambiance. You can sit outside when it's really nice. And I just love it there. Italian, again, isn't like my number one, but I definitely think that Armando's is going to be my pick for Italian. It's so homey, too. Just like you said, the ambiance, I think, is a huge part of it. The food is obviously delicious, but they just kind of make you feel at home there, too. And like like Beck said, the pizza there is really good. I've had plenty of different kinds of pastas there. There's like this one, it's called... Pepper Deli alla vodka, and if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I am so sorry. But it's like that thicker noodle, and it's long. It's like, imagine a fettuccine, but with a bit more width to it. And it has like this really good homemade vodka sauce that has like mushrooms and stuff in it. It's super, super good. So if I had to pick, I would say Armando's is my number one Italian in Orlando as well. So solid pick there. Thank you. So what's your favorite place to eat in Orlando that's Mexican? Okay, this is a good one because I'm a big fan of Mexican food. My first choice is going to be a place called Reyes. That's spelled R-E-Y-E-S. And that's the same owners as Sado and Osprey, which are located in Baldwin Park. But Reyes is um, right downtown on Orange Avenue. And what I love there, I mean, there's so many things. But one of my favorite things is to get the Mexican corn. Yes. And it is delicious. I think last time I went there, I got like two or three orders of that. You go um, It's the corn with the cheese, and I think there's like some cilantro and lime juice and other things that just make it so flavorful. 
It's just a great uh, ambiance as well. The tacos are amazing. It was just Cinco de Mayo, so I'm sure it was packed there uh, for the holiday. And then my second favorite is, I know, one of Brahm's favorites too, which is Bar Taco. Yes. Oh, I love Bar Taco, guys. Solid answer here. Yeah, it's so good. They have one in the Dr. Phillips area, and the tacos are amazing. What did you have from there? I know you recently just went. Yeah, so my favorite one, they have a Baja fish taco, which it's lightly fried. It's not too, It's I don't feel like I'm eating something kind of like processed and gross because sometimes when you eat fried things, it's easy to like feel like something just as, you're like, what the heck is in this thing? It tastes so fresh. And they also have, so I'm not a vegetarian, I love meat, but they have this very unique taco there that, it's a cauliflower taco. Have you had that one before? Yes, I've had that, and I love it, It's too. so good. I don't know what... I don't know how it's so good. I don't know if it's the crunch from how they cook that cauliflower. I don't know if it's the flavor or anything like that, but it's really cool, too, with bar taco because their tacos are, like, two bites, so you can get, like, four or five and not have to feel bad about yourself. They're so good, and they have the good street corn, too. Like yeah. Bex said, like, Reyes is also one of my favorites. I really like it, and there's a ton of space there. I feel like every time I've gone, I've never had to wait. And it's like a busy place. People love it. But yeah, Reyes is also really good. And Um, both of those places have amazing chips and guacamole, chips and queso, chips and salsa. You know, if you go out for Mexican, I feel like you have to order one of those. Heck yeah. Especially the guacamole. So definitely recommend getting the chips and guac. No matter what Mexican restaurant you go to, you usually can't go wrong. Yeah. Do Do you have a favorite thing that you get from... Well, you said the corn with Reyes, but what about Bar Taco? Do you have a favorite thing to get there? Well, the thing with Bar Taco is a lot of their food is spicy. So if you're Mm -hmm. a fan of spice, I definitely would say you need to go to Bar Taco like right away because it is going to make your mouth on fire. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of spice. As you heard earlier, I have geography time, which means that everything is just a little more heightened. So when I have something with like hot sauce on it, it's just on another level. My mouth is on fire. So... That is probably the only place I like going, and just, I put up with the spice because it's worth it, but all their tacos are good, just be careful because it's hot. I'm glad that you said that little disclaimer, because sometimes I love spice, as I mentioned earlier, and sometimes I forget it's not for everyone. Like, spice really isn't for everyone, especially if you have something like Geography Time, where you're just especially sensitive to flavors and spice, and which can be a good thing, but can also be kind of overwhelming, I'm sure, too. The other thing at Bar Taco that I had recently, they have these really good plantains. Mm. And it has like a really unique dipping sauce. I think the sauce is like what makes it. If you guys couldn't tell, I love a good sauce. But, but all yeah, the sauce. all the sauce. Yeah. No, those were great Mexican options there. Did you, were those the two that you were thinking of with Mexican? Yeah, those are my favorite too. And it's actually making me a little hungry right now. I know. I could eat some. I could eat some Mexican right now. That sounds really good. So next category would be dessert. Oh yeah, I am very excited about dessert. As you know, I have a big sweet tooth. If it's not sushi, I'm usually eating something sweet. So um, I have a couple favorite dessert places. One of them is called Better Than Sex. Yes. The name is pretty awesome too. And what they have there, which is unbelievable, bear with me, it sounds a little strange, but it is a grilled cheese. I think it has brie in it. But you dip it in some sort of like chocolate or raspberry sauce. Or oh, something it's like so that. good. I mean, you would never think to get a grilled cheese from a dessert place, but it is to die for. It's so good. But just the whole um, atmosphere of Better Than Sex, everything is kind of sexual on the menu, like just the names. It's really cute, though. It's a fun place for like a, a romantic date night or just to go with your girlfriends for a girls' night. But you definitely have to make a reservation there. Um, I know they have. Another location, do you know where it is? Key West. Yes, Key West. So if you're ever in Key West, check it out. And then another uh, dessert place that I love is called Burns. It's not quite in Orlando. Yes, I'm so Um, glad you're saying this It's the dessert room in in Tampa at Burns Steakhouse. And it's, it's a good hour and a half from Orlando, but I think it's worth the travel. But what they have there, which I dream about, you know, at least once a week is the banana cheese pie. Yes. Which sounds kind of bizarre, but it is kind of like a banana pudding um, in a way, but in like a pie form. Mm -hmm. And it is so good. We went, you know, with a couple friends and I just said, everybody has to get the banana cheese pie. You can't go wrong. And everybody got it and loved it. So 
I literally would drive there right now just to order that. Well, it's so funny, too, because I'm from Tampa, and I... I mean, I had been to Burns, obviously, before I moved to Orlando for college. And, I mean, obviously, the restaurant itself is good, but the dessert room is a whole other level. And whatever your taste buds are, I mean, you'll be satisfied there. And as much as I had been there, which I would say I'd been there a handful of times, and you can also, sidebar, you can just go to the dessert room if you don't want to do, like, the full meal there, which Becca and I have done before with a big group of friends. I had, as often as I had been there, I had never had the banana cheese pie until Bex was like, you've got to try it. And I was like, okay, great. And she said to get, like, a side of, what was it, fudge? Hot Hot fudge. fudge. Y'all, even if you don't like bananas, even if you're, like, lactose intolerant, like, you have to try it. It's worth it. Take a lactate. Do whatever you got to do. It is so stinking good. And I couldn't agree more that if you're going to go there, and as many of the delicious desserts that I've had there, that is by far the best one there. I couldn't agree more. It's worth the drive. Give it a go. Like I said, you can just go to the dessert room. And they're open late. Didn't we go there really late last time we were there? Oh, yeah. It's a good late night spot. And the hot fudge just really changes things. Agreed. It doesn't come with hot fudge, so you have to specifically ask for it, but you can dip every bite into the hot fudge, and it really makes all the difference. What made you think to get the hot fudge? Well, my sister, her name's Sarah, and as you know that, <laughs> and um, she loves hot fudge. Like, she's known for loving hot fudge, and growing up, that's like, if we went out for ice cream or dessert, she would always just get whatever with hot fudge, even if it was just vanilla ice cream, just had to have hot fudge. So I went with her once, and it was her idea, and ever since. I've been hooked. That's so that's so interesting because I actually don't think I've ever asked you that before, like where the hot fudge came from, because I wouldn't have known to ask for that if it wasn't for Bex, and it is a total game changer with that banana cheese pie. For sure. So, okay, how about, how about for a date night? Yes, so this is a perfect date night, or even a girl's night too. Um, it's called STK. Yes. And it's at Disney Springs, but they have SDKs um, all over. I know there's one in New York City. I think there's one in Vegas. I'm sure there's many more, but it's just an awesome spot. They have great steaks, great cocktails, just great food in general. Um, they usually have a DJ playing, so it really makes it fun, and it's just a whole experience. It's not just going out to dinner. I love places in general where you're not just going to eat. Like It's a whole experience. Um, something about it is different, whether it's like dinner and a show or good music. I think that makes all the difference. So SDK is my number one choice for a date night. Um, I just went there with my fiance a couple nights ago. We actually went there and then we went to Morimoto. So that's how much of a foodie we are. We went to two places. Wait, I love this. I didn't know this, that you went to both places. We went to both because it it is kind of like a far drive. So we made it worth the while. So what did you do? Did you do like drinks and appetizers and then like meal at Morimoto? Yes, because the bread at SDK, I would just go there for the bread. Agreed. It's so good. So we had the bread. It was happy hour, so we got a burger with truffle fries, and I love anything truffle. Anything truffle. I know it's a love, usually a love or hate for people, but if you love truffle, definitely the truffle fries are definitely worth it. And then we went to Morimoto with a bunch of friends after. So we had two dinners in one night, which we've done several times, so don't judge us. And then another place I love for, like, more of an activity, like I was saying, I love places where it's, it's about the food, but it's also about, like, the fun of it. And that is Ferris and Foster's. Yes! I love that place. It's a great for a date night or even a girl's night, too. And you get to make chocolate, which sounds kind of funny, but it's so fun. I love it. You could go on Fridays. They have a date night where it's all couples. You can even have a birthday party there. And they have a chocolate belt, I guess that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And um, you can dip pretzels, even Twinkies, Oreos, (laughs) all kinds of stuff into the chocolate. You can make chocolate anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you want to make a chocolate shoe or a chocolate bear, they have every type of mold there. It's just such a cool experience. You can even make, like, chocolate filled with peanut butter or Nutella. And I'm a, you know, as you know, I'm a big sweet tooth kind of girl. So I love that place for sure. Oh, both of those were, like, solid date night options. STK, actually, I have a really funny story about STK now that Becca is here right now. So we went, um... Was it the soft opening or the grand opening? I think it was, I want to say the soft opening, but yeah. there was a lot of people there, so Y'all, it felt like a grand opening. Yeah, if it was the soft opening, it was slammed, and it was like, I kind of felt like we were at a circus. Like, there were 
women that worked there that dressed in like these really sexy crazy clothes and like it was slammed and there were DJs and it was so much fun and it was absolutely packed and we went up to what's cool is they have a rooftop that you can go up to like after you eat I think they even have spots that you can eat dinner out there um but it's fun to kind of go up there maybe after your meal and kind of experience like being in the outdoors in Florida and it's really cool because when we went there for the grand opening or soft opening, whichever one it was, it was so funny because there was a big group of us and Rich, Becca's fiance, was there. And <laughs> Rich is like one of the funniest people I know. At one point we were like, gosh, we're starving. And we kept we kept missing the um, servers that were bringing out like samples of food. So at one point Rich like disappeared. And then he comes back and he's wearing like a name tag and has this entire tray of food. And we were like, where did you just come from? Rich somehow like finagled his way back there and brought us a tray of food and was like, hey, like, let me borrow your name tag so it looks more official. Like I'm not breaking the rules and stuff. And Rich is just like that. He could, I feel like he could persuade anyone to do anything. And it was so solid because we were so hungry and the food was so good, even at the soft opening and everything. So I have really happy memories from STK, and I, I agree. I think that's a great date night spot. And Ferris and Foster is so fun. Bex mentioned a lot of the great parts of it. And one thing that's unique, if you have a bit of, like, a salty sweet taste like I do, you can make, like, chocolate-covered potato chips. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Which is so fun. I love that. I think that's one of the best things that they have there. And I know that sounds really bizarre if you haven't had something like that before, but it's super delicious, and it's, like, a nice balance of, like, that salty and sweet kind of combo and for those date nights I think they do them I'll have to I'll have to look this up so don't quote me on this I think it's like Fridays and Saturdays or something you can bring Friday nights definitely Fridays because I think that's when we've been and you can bring a bottle of wine if you want which is also kind of creates that romantic vibe for like a date night and it's really fun because it's like an activity too you're not just like sitting at dinner you're doing stuff and the people that work there are super nice and super interactive too and the owner has been there every time that I've been there he must he must legit be there all the time yeah which is cool but okay so for date night okay next category where should we get the best cocktails in Orlando yes so one of our favorites, and I know you'll agree with this, is Santiago's Bodega. Yes. And all of their cocktails are amazing. Personally, my favorite is the Watermelon Martini. Oh, yeah. You do love that one. It's really good. You know, I have that sweet tooth. So it is a little, it's more refreshing than sweet. And it comes with a little piece of watermelon on the glass. It's great for Instagram photos. And I just <laughs> love Santiago's Bodega. The whole vibe, they're open super late. It's like one of the only late night spots in Orlando, that's yeah. open, like, if you're, you know, wanting to go eat after, you're, you know, you go to the bars or you go out with some friends, and it's just an awesome spot. The food there is amazing, too, but the cocktails are unbelievable. And then anything with elderflower is my favorite drink. I just love that. Um, most places, most, you know, like, high-end bars or restaurants are going to have elderflower, so you should definitely give it a try if you haven't tried it before. Um, and another place that I love just for cocktails is Mather's Social Gathering. Oh, yeah. That's right downtown. It's such a cool spot. Um, you definitely have to check it out because the ambiance in there is incredible. I mean, they did such an amazing job decorating that place. I could just go there and just, like, walk around and look around and everything. I wouldn't even need to drink because it's just such a cool spot. And it's just a fun place to go. You can play, like, board games. You can bring cards. They even have games there that you can play. A lot of people don't know that. But it's just such a fun spot. Like, I went there a few times, and you sit there, and then next thing you know, it's five hours later, and you're just having such a good time. Like, the time goes by so fast. And it's, like, the only place I'll go downtown. Because when I was younger, I would go to all the bars and the clubs. But now that, you know, we're in our mid to late 20s, we go to... Know, some classy places <laughs> and Mathers is definitely the spot if I go downtown you can find me in Mathers for sure for sure I agree like if I'm going to be downtown that's probably where I would be too and so like Beck said with Santiago's Bodega she said they're open late and sometimes when um Cam and I are traveling and we're coming home on a Sunday there's obviously like nothing in my fridge that I want to eat and that's on Sunday night, that's a lot of the time if we're traveling from somewhere, and usually if we're traveling, we're coming back like a little bit later in the evening. 
And that's usually a great go-to spot because I, I can't even remember how late they stay open, but it's super late, like two or something. Oh yeah. And even on a Sunday, which is really hard to find in Orlando and it's convenient, especially for us because of the location that's near us on Virginia. They also have another location in Dr. Phillips as well. So if you're in the Dr. Phillips area, there's one there too. I've actually never been to that one though. Have Isn't you? it in Altamont Springs? Or is it Altamont? I think it's Altamont. Oh, maybe it is Altamont. Either way. Yeah. If you're, yeah, check that one out too. I've never been, but I just saw the advertisement for that one. And I'm sure it's got to be the same good quality that the one that Bex and I typically go to. And then Mathers, I completely agree. It's kind of like a fun, swanky spot downtown. You see more like professional adults there. It's not as much like the raging bar scene like when we were young, just like Bex said. And it's kind of like craft cocktails and stuff there too. The other place I thought about adding was... Have you ever been to the M? No, I haven't, but I've heard about it a lot. Yeah. I think you told me about it. It's it's really cool. I've only been there once, and it's really neat because it has two levels. The upstairs level is a really cool rooftop kind of bar kind of place, and they have craft cocktails as well. And you get to kind of see, like, a neat view of Orlando. In addition to that, downstairs, it's a bit more of, like, a bar kind of scene, but it's huge. Like, you're never going to feel like you're slamming up against someone who's like really sweaty it's like still pretty classy for a bar and it has all of these great novelty cars displayed downstairs so if you're it's actually another great date night idea so it's like a mix of a great cocktail and a great date night they have a bunch of great craft cocktails but then it's also great like if if you're a female and you want to bring like your guy friend or somebody that you might be dating it's it'll look really cool and like you're into cars and stuff like that with all the novelty cars downstairs so that's a pretty cool spot that I would definitely add to the list and we'll I'll definitely go with you next time we go we'll be like we'll call you and rich up we need to check it out yeah okay well do you have any other categories of food that I haven't listed so far yes so there is one and it is Indian food yeah I just got into the Indian food game maybe a year or two ago I had never tried it before, but it is off the chains. It is so good. So good. And there's a place that um, we really like, and I know you love it too. It's called Mint. It's spelled M-Y-N-T. It's in Winter Park. It's in Hannibal Square. But what's great about it is not only the food, which is phenomenal, is that they are on Uber Eats. Yes. It's such a nice feature about them. Absolutely. So whenever I am home and I'm craving something... That's my go-to. That's pretty much all I order on Uber Eats because you just know it's going to be good every time. I don't really want to risk it. And I always get the chicken tikka masala. Same. Um, If you're a vegetarian, you can get the paneer tikka masala, which is made with the cheese, the naan bread. Solid naan. The naan bread. I mean, it is so good. And, you know, just the rice and the sauce. It's just so good. And even if you've never tried Indian food before, like, that would be a great first place to try. Mm-hmm. And definitely a great first dish to try. And for somebody like me who doesn't love super spicy food, it's still amazing. Because I always thought I wouldn't like Indian food because it would be too spicy for me. But they can make anything mild. They can make anything hot, too. Mm-hmm. So it's good for literally everyone. Yeah, I agree. I'm so glad you included Indian in that. So... Okay, how about for kind of the last category, how about an Orlando non-chain choice above all else? What would you pick? Above all else, chef's table at the Edgewater Hotel Yes. in Winter Garden, and it's worth the drive if you don't live near there. It is such a cool spot. Shout out to my friend Dina, who told me about it. She's a big foodie too. And Yes, Dina. It is so good, and what's cool about it is you walk in, it's at a hotel, um, right in the downtown Winter Garden area. And you walk in, it almost looks like just a normal bar with tables right. and a bar and nothing special really about it when you first walk in. But then there's this back room, mm-hmm. and it only seats maybe 8 to 10 people. Yeah, it's small. It literally is a back room. Yes, it's so small. It's literally in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. You can see what they're doing, what they're making. And it is such an awesome experience. It's so great for, like, if you're celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, or anything special. It is incredible. I think it's, like, a three- or four-course meal, Mm -hmm. and you just can't go wrong. I think it's one of the most hidden gems of Orlando. And just a few others that I'll just throw out there. 
Domu mm. for ramen. That is a great Orlando non-chain choice. And that's right by the East End Market. And just the East End Market in general is such an awesome spot to go to. Okay. They have those cookies, Gideon's. Yes, seriously. Cookies. I, like, dream about those cookies. They're my favorite cookies, for sure. Yeah, I, I used to go there once a week, and then I was like, oh, I'm getting married soon. I need to lay <laughs> off the cookies because they are so delicious. So good. But everything there, they have a juice bar. Um, they have a lot of cool places, a coffee shop. So many awesome places in there at the East End Market. But next to it, attached to it, is Domu. And it's a very small menu. It's mostly ramen. But it's worth it. It's so good. I agree. Yeah. So that would just be another shout-out. And then just another little side note place. It's called Linda's La Cantina. And I've never been there. I know exactly what it is, and it is an Orlando favorite. So please talk to this one. Yes. And this is a steakhouse. It looks from the outside, you probably wouldn't want to go in there, but yeah, you should go in there because the steak is so good. We went, uh, my fiance and I went at like 5, 5.30 and <laughs> we were definitely part of the early bird crowd. <laughs> they have a large early bird crowd there, but just for a good steak and it comes with some great sides, it's totally worth it. So those are my picks. Oh, those were great. And I agree with all those. And I'm so excited to try Linda's. That's totally on my list. Okay, so next question. What is your favorite place to eat in the world? Oh, let me get excited about this one. I am absolutely obsessed with a place called, drumroll please, Sugarfish. And it is Oh my god, I would fly to New York City or Los Angeles right now. I would jump on a plane just to go there. And, and she I, has, and by I, the way. Yeah, I've been there <laughs> several times. And, okay, so it's very simple. Yes, it's sushi, so you really have to like sushi if you're going to go there because that is all they have. And it is just the rice and the fish, and that's it. There's no spicy mayo, no eel sauce. No avocado in the world, nothing like that. It is just, again, rice and fish. But it's so fresh, so good, and I can't even explain it. It melts in your mouth like we were talking about before with the sushi. They only have it in L.A. and New York City. There's only one in New York City. And last time I went there, which wasn't too long ago, there was a four-hour wait. Oh, my gosh. So I guess I'm not the only one who loves it. But what's funny about Sugarfish is I'm so dedicated to them that I have been there twice in one day. And not only did I go twice in the same day, <laughs> I also Postmates, I used Postmates, which is like the delivery service that they have in LA. And so I had it three times in one day. Oh my gosh. That is some dedication. But anybody that I've taken there, I've hyped it up. I've told them it's my favorite restaurant in the whole world. And they have been so satisfied and happy and agreed with me. So I feel really strongly about it. They also have a sister restaurant. It's called Kazunori, but it's just the hand rolls. So they don't have like the cut rolls or the uh, nigiri or the sashimi. It's just the hand rolls. But it's really cool. It's one big bar. It has probably 50 seats in it. There's one in LA, one in New York City, and it's a great lunch spot. So if you can't go to Sugarfish because the wait's too long, you could go to Kazunori and it's less of a wait because you just sit down when somebody gets up at the bar. So you usually only have to wait, you know, maybe 20 minutes or so. I'm so excited because Cam and I are going to be going to New York in a couple weeks in June. And it's on our list for sure to go. And Cam, like, he's he's adapted more to sushi and fish. He doesn't love it, though. But I know, I know he's going to like sugar fish. I'm so excited. So we'll report back after the trip to let you guys know if it's like Beck said, this big hype and yes. all this good stuff. I'm so excited. And I love sauces. Like I've told you guys like 50 times now. And so to have it without spicy mayo is going to be a stretch, but I will do it. I will give it a go. There is one sauce they have there, but they only serve it with certain dishes and you can't ask for a side of it. Oh, That's one thing that people complain about. Okay. But a little trick is when you get the sashimi, which comes with the sauce, pour that into your little soy sauce tray Ooh. and save it you're a big sauce person I even do this save it and then when you have your sushi you can dip it in that sauce 
And let me just say one more thing about sugarfish, because I could talk about it all day. Go for it. Is that the rice, what makes it is the rice is warm. And I don't know if there's sugar in the rice, but, you know, by the name, I'm guessing there has to be some sort of sugar oh, in there. Okay. But it is so good. The ri- What makes it is the warm rice. The fish is amazing and fresh, too, but something about it. It, you have to close your eyes when you have a bite of it and just enjoy it because every bite is so worth it. I always tell everybody at the table when they're going to have the salmon, the salmon um, the salmon roll, the cut roll, or even the salmon nigiri, the salmon sushi, you have to take a bite, close your eyes, chew it, swallow it, and just enjoy it. And everybody, it kind of looks funny, but you really get the full experience when you close your eyes and enjoy it. You were like so in tune with your senses. I love it. That's so cool. Okay, great. So sugarfish, I'll keep you guys posted for sure if I agree with Bex on this. Okay, so as much of a foodie as you are, do you like to cook? I do like to cook. I like to cook a lot. But when I cook, I always feel the need to make something super healthy because when I go out, I want to eat whatever I'm craving even if it's dessert, even if it's not the healthiest thing in the world, because I'm usually craving things that aren't super, super healthy. So when I'm home, I make kind of plain things, especially because my sense of taste is heightened. Something that's super plain, like chicken and rice, or even just some vegetables. I don't need a lot of spices and salt and pepper and things like that. I can I can get the full effect just by the plain food. So whenever I cook, it's super healthy. I don't usually like to make things that aren't because if I'm going to eat something that's not super healthy, I'd rather go out and really have the best experience ever. So yes, I love to cook. My fiance loves to cook too, but he's the same as me. If we're going to cook, it's going to be super plain, super healthy because we're sweating for the wedding. We're getting married soon. So love it. That's so great. So let me make like a little note here as well. So obviously, since this is a podcast, you guys can't tell what we look like. Bex is super lean. Like she, as much as she loves food, she's super lean. I think of you as someone who's like thin. And so just as an FYI, she's really good about balance. Like as much as she loves food, she appreciates good food so much that she understands that there's a balance when it comes to it too, right? I mean, you love, you love your guilty pleasures just like people should, but then you also recognize the importance of having something nutritional and healthy as well, right? Would you agree? Yeah. So that's cool. That's one of my favorite things about getting to interact with Bex because I have the same kind of mindset with food as she does. So we both like love food. What really helps me with the balance thing is for breakfast, I usually have something it's called daily harvest. Oh yeah. Smoothies that they, um, they ship to you. It's a membership, but you can skip weeks. It's really easy. Um, it doesn't take much effort in the morning So I always think that if I can make my breakfast and lunch, especially during the week, super healthy, then I can splurge a little bit on my dinners and my weekends. So it is all about balance and, you know, also taking care of yourself working out because I could eat, you know, pizza and Mexican food and sushi all day, every day, but I don't know if that's going to be the best thing for me. So I try to work out and stay active. And definitely check out Daily Harvest. If you are somebody who struggles with breakfast, I'm not like a huge breakfast eater. I don't really have time in the morning. I love my sleep. So I don't really (laughs) want to wake up super early and make breakfast. So it's so awesome. You just pour it in the blender. You can pour in some almond milk, coconut milk, whatever you choose, even coconut water. Just blend it together. It takes 30 seconds and then you're out the door. So if you can keep your breakfast and lunch healthy, then you can go a little crazy for dinner. I actually think the same way because usually my, if I have like one heavier meal, whether that's for some reason lunch one day, then like I try to go lighter with dinner and breakfast or vice versa. Like I think it's, I think that's a great way to balance. Like you can still be a normal person and eat what you want to eat and you don't have to be like a nut that eats like only grilled chicken and broccoli all day like you don't have to live your life that way there's no point you can live a balanced lifestyle and still be healthy while enjoying food along the way amen amen (laughs) okay so last serious question here what is your favorite thing about who you are that's a great question my favorite thing and it kind of does have to go with the whole food theme of this podcast is that I always just want others to be happy I get happiness in other people 
feeling good. I like making other people smile. And my love language is actually giving gifts. I'm not, like, I don't love receiving gifts. I mean, it's so nice when people give me gifts, but I just get so much fulfillment when I can give to other people and just seeing them happy. Um, and it goes back to the food thing where, you know, if I have something amazing at dinner, I want everybody to have a bite. You know, that's how I always am. I'm like, oh, yeah. you have to try this. Even if you don't like sushi, you have to try this. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, I just love seeing other people enjoy things because then I get enjoyment from that. Yeah, like if you can be a part of someone else's enjoyment or something that makes them fulfilled, that's got to be a really positive kind of thing for who you are, which I love that. You're a really good sharer. Like you really are good about sharing stuff. So that is... I had two sisters and I still have two sisters growing up. So I'm used to sharing because we are all girls and we all (laughs) like the same things and wanted the same things. So I probably get that from having sisters. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about you too. Thanks, girl. Okay, so our last little segment here is the pop quiz. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, all right. So here we go. First question. If you could name an adult beverage for you, what would it be? Well, it's pretty obvious, but I would name myself the sushi queen, even though it's not a beverage. I love this. I love this. Keep going. But it has to be sushi related. Because, you know, that's what I'm known for. So you guys stay on trend, stay, stay on theme. Uh, I'm the sushi queen, and I don't really know what, what would be in it. Well, you love elderflower. Yes. So what I else do you love? Like, do you love, like, well, obviously nobody loves vodka, but really. I mean, yeah, it's like the skinny girl go-to, so of course, like, it's a nice alternative. But, like, if you had to, if you had to pick a liquor to put in it, what would you put? Well, there is a drink that I would say, like, fits me perfectly it's the cucumber stiletto from stk oh yeah and that has elderflower in it of course but it's so refreshing has cucumber i believe it's vodka in it as well perfect um so that would be my drink and i'd call it the sushi queen i love it that's so cool and it has cucumber in it and there's cucumber and sushi a lot so you know it all works out yeah we'll have to come up with this little like actual craft cocktail that's fun so the sushi queen we could even call it like sushi q for sure. Oh. I like nicknames like, for like stuff. Too. <laughs> okay, next question on the pop quiz. If you were someone famous and needed a stage name, what would it be? Should we go with the same thing? I mean, I love the sushi queen. We gotta stay on guys, okay? <laughs> Wait, no, I think this is great. I actually don't even think you should pick something else. So All if right. you ever become, like, super famous for something, I'm just gonna always, like, for sure. sushi queue. <laughs> okay. If you had to change your career and you were paid whatever amount of money you wanted, what would your career be? I would be Guy Fieri, but the female version. Girl Fieri. Yes. I love that. Lady Fieri. Yes. He's kind of a nut, but he's pretty entertaining. So if you've ever seen that show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yep hard to say and he just goes and travels the world goes to the best restaurants meets the most amazing people and just shares his love of food that would be my you know goal in life that would be hashtag goals (laughs) and I could see myself doing that one day for sure like a traveling food taster kind of thing so I know Guy Fieri is kind of like a little bit of a goofball on TV, but I've actually heard really positive things about him, like in his personal life. I've heard he's very charitable and is a lot of a pleasure to work with. Like I've heard he's actually a really good guy. So that's actually a good, I I love that. I could easily see you being like, you can call me girl Fieri. Girl Fieri. That could also be your stage name. If (laughs) for some reason, Sushi Q doesn't take off. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is a great question for you. You're going to love this. If you could eat anything for the rest of your life, what would it be? Sugarfish. <laughs> Sugarfish. Just the salmon roll from Sugarfish. When okay. I go there, everybody orders the trust me, which is great, especially if you're a first timer for going there. Get the trust me. You should trust the chef. And okay. you should try everything. But if you want to trust the sushi queen. Sushi Q. <laughs> then you should just get all salmon. The salmon sushi, the salmon nigiri, the salmon sashimi. I mean, literally, I've gone there and ordered, like, five things, all salmon, and they kind of look at me funny, but it's the best thing on the menu, 
And I would just eat that every day of my life if I could. Oh my gosh, that's a great answer. And I love sushi, or I'm sorry. Well, I do love sushi, but I love salmon. Yeah. Salmon is like my go-to. I could even, actually, salmon is also one of those foods that I feel like I could eat frequently and not get sick of, which I don't think a lot of people could say, because sometimes people get really sick of fish, but I'm with you. I, I love fish, especially salmon. So, okay, this question is going to take a little bit longer. What are five things you can't live without, not including people? Good question. So the first thing would be, it's a little cliche, I guess, would be the spa. Oh, that's great. I love pampering myself. I think it's so important and good for you. I love getting massages. I always say if I had one day left on this earth, I would get a massage as part of, you know, a few things that I would do. And I love getting my nails done. Everybody kind of jokes around because all the people that do my pampering pretty much come to me. Bex has a go-to person that actually, like, comes to her for everything. For everything. For nails, for hair, for massages, for spray tanning if I need a good spray tan. I just think the convenience of having somebody come to you is just so important. And if they're going to come to you, then you're going to do it more often. And I think taking care of yourself is so important because every day we're always helping others and I'm definitely guilty of, you know, always wanting to make other people happy. So I just think some once in a while it's nice to just take time for yourself. And side note, I have a massage chair and so does Brahms in her house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how committed we are to making sure that we feel good because when we feel good, then we can make others feel good too. Yes, I completely agree. And then another thing that I love, which I have on my lap right now, would be a blanket. Oh, yes. This I love is so blankets. <laughs> I love being comfortable. Actually, in high school, shout out to all my high school friends, they all called me Blanket Girl because in class blanket girl. or anywhere we would go, I had a blanket. And I'm actually, I'm usually not that cold, you know, maybe sometimes, but I just love to be comfortable and be wrapped up in a blanket. And so, cozy. Yeah, that's my favorite place to be is on the couch. Wrapped up in a blanket because I'm always go, 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 you know, always wanting to work and try the best restaurants and have amazing experiences and I love to travel. So it is really nice just to get cozy under a blanket once in a while, maybe even next to a fireplace. That's like the ultimate coziness. Oh, yeah. Another place, I another thing that I couldn't live without would be a plane or a car or any sort of transportation. I love to travel. I travel for work a lot. I travel to see my family. I don't have any family here in Orlando, so I think it's so important to um, have like those vehicles and transportation in order to see your loved ones. Another thing I can't live without, and Brahms would definitely agree with this, is music. Oh, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Good answer. Thank you. I love music. I just... I just think music speaks to me in like such an amazing way. It always makes me feel good. I love all types of music, even country music. Coming from Maryland, it's kind of weird that I love country music, but I just think like good lyrics to songs and a good beat is there's just nothing better. Even if you're in a bad mood or having, you know, not the best day, music can always cheer you up. I agree. Solid. So you've only got one left. One left, and that is I couldn't live without dancing. Yes. Oh, Bex is such a good dancer too, guys. Like really, 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 really good. Thank you. It's really sweet. Um, but growing up, I always did ballet, jazz, tap, hip hop. I did all the dancing, even my bat mitzvah. The theme was dance. And it's just a theme with, within my life. Um, I love to just get up and dance, even if it's just, you know, by myself in the mirror in my apartment or in my bathroom or even with other people. I don't get the opportunity to dance that much. But when I do, I love it. I love to go to like fitness classes that are like Zumba or hip hop or fitness classes. I just went to a place that's called 305 Fitness. I went to it in New York City when I was traveling. They also have a bunch of different locations. I know one is in Miami and it is such an amazing experience. You go, I went with my mom and we took a hip hop class and it was so amazing. I'll never forget it because it was just such a special, cool thing. They surprised me and took me there when we were having like a girls weekend and I just couldn't live without dancing. You know, it just makes you feel happy and good. It makes you feel like at your best. Like it's something that you're comfortable with, you're confident in doing like, and that's good. That's such a valuable thing to have, I think. And if you couldn't live without it, that's cool. So if you had 
a million dollars that you had to donate to a charitable cause, what would it be? And it can only be one. You can't split it amongst a couple different ones. If I had a million dollars, that would be nice. <laughs> and it would feel so good to give it to something to do with the performing arts. Yeah. Um, I think that that is such like a, a place that doesn't get a lot, you know, very often. Um, you know, we always give money to other things. And a lot of times we forget about the performing arts. I actually went to performing arts high school. And I think as a kid and giving back to an organization that helped children at the performing arts would be so awesome. I think it's so important for people to have the opportunity to do anything they love, whether it's singing, dancing, acting, anything in the arts. I love going to musicals and I love seeing talent. And I think there's so many talented people in the world. Some people may not even know that, you know, they have these abilities, especially kids. And I just think that's where I would give all my money too if I could I love that I feel pretty passionate about the arts as well so awesome answer so okay if you could offer advice to someone new coming into your career path what would it be do you want to say what you do yeah okay so I do marketing for spas and salons which that you know makes a lot of sense because I said one of the five things that I couldn't live without would be a spa but I'm really um, a sales and marketing person when it comes down to it. Um, and what I would, would advise somebody coming into this career is never to give up. Because I've seen so many people in sales that come in, they try it for you know a week or two, and they're like, this isn't for me, I can't do it. Or you know, it's not like steady salary or something like that. You know, we make money you know, based on commission. And it can be a little risky and it can be a little scary, just like starting your own business or starting anything on your own. But it's so rewarding because it really makes you work and it really makes you like passionate about it. You know, every day I wake up and I'm like, this is my goal for the day and I'm going to hit my goal. And at first, you know, it was scary because it's up and down, you know, just like any sales or marketing position. It's up and down at the beginning. You're not as confident. But if you stick to it, and not and you don't give up and you just keep going it's so worth it because I work I basically work for myself you know I have a boss that I check in with daily but you know at the end of the day it's really up to me I'm the reason I get the paycheck that I get so it just really makes you work hard and you if you set goals for yourself with anything whether it's work or whatever your passions are and what really helps me and advice, another piece of advice I would give is every day make a to-do list. Yes. And I do this every day. Some might call me crazy for it. My fiance might think it's a little ridiculous. But if you make a list every day, even if it's simple things like I'm going to take a shower, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to make myself dinner. But you also put things in there that help you work toward your goals or your passions and it feels so good to check it off, and you can just check everything off at the end of the day. You just feel so productive, and like the day was worth it, and so rewarding. And anything you didn't finish, you just move to the next day, and then tomorrow's another day to accomplish all your goals and dreams. That's one of the things that Bex and I are very like-minded in, is I'm the exact same way. I put the silliest things on my to-do list to accomplish. Like, if it's something visual for me and it's something that I can check off, like it will be on my to-do list. I couldn't agree more. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things about Bex and something that's so valuable about her is how goal-driven she is and how organized she is. So that's a solid piece of advice from someone who is successful is stay organized, stay goal-driven, and don't give up. So And don't procrastinate either. I agree. I don't procrastinate. I get I get really flustered thinking about not getting something done that needs to get done, even if it's a month away. Yes. Get it done now while you're thinking about it because you think you're going to remember, but in a week from now, other things are going to come up and you're going to wish you had already done it. So I'm already, you know, I'm having a wedding coming up, which you know, it's in Aruba. Melissa's going to be Aruba. there. I will be there. And we're really excited. But I'm doing things that probably don't need to really be done until a couple weeks before. But I know that things could come up a couple weeks before. You never know what could happen in life. So if you're organized and you don't procrastinate, I think you'll go really far. I agree. Solid advice. Okay, last question on the pop quiz. If you could ask me anything, what would it be? 
and you've known me for a while, so there might, I mean, you know a lot about me, like you, you know so much, but there might be something out there that you've never asked me before. Yeah, this is a hard one. I know a lot about Melissa. Yeah. And we've known each other for a really long time. But I would ask, what made you want to start this podcast? I know that's probably a pretty like basic question, but I never asked you that. I know that you love writing, and I've been following your blog for a long time. But what made you want to just do it? Go for it. So I love public speaking. And while this isn't I mean, this is like in its own form kind of public speaking, right? I mean, even though I don't necessarily have like a visual audience in front of me right now, I still feel like this reaches the public, quote unquote, in a different way. That's something where I feel like most myself. And I feel like I could, if I could pass along positive messaging to people where they can feel confident and motivated to do something or to take the next step in making their lives better for themselves... I would love to be a part of that process for them, even if it's indirect, even if it's somebody who never says to me, like, thanks for getting me started on this journey. Like, hopefully I could know in the back of my mind that I'm helping at least a couple people out there. So I feel like in your 20s, it's just this weird, crazy time where you don't necessarily always know what's going to happen next. And I mean, that's life. But your 20s are kind of an extra addition to uneasiness or feeling a little bit unsettled. You know, we're all a couple years into our careers um, and we're trying to figure out our next steps in life personally and professionally. And I kind of want to create like a safe haven to make people feel like they're not alone because that can be an incredibly lonely time in your life where you're scared to talk to people about the stuff you're concerned about. And if I could be almost like a silent cheerleader on the side where somebody who may not necessarily be my best friend, but that they know that they can listen to something that makes them feel good and know that even if I don't directly know them, that I believe in them and that I'm cheering them on silently in the shadows, that they always have something that they know that is trying to believe in them and to do help them feel the best about who they are and that knows that they can believe in whatever they want to believe and whomever they are and that no matter what their goals are or what success means to them, that they can do it. So And you're the perfect person to do this. Oh my you're gosh, such, thanks. You're such a good cheerleader. You always have thanks. been. So I think creating this podcast is going to be such like an amazing place for people to go to just to smile and feel good and know that other people are going through what they're going through and you're not alone, so I support you and love you, and you're I wish best. you the best. Oh, you're the best. You've been such a fun guest. Bex, are you okay with me promoting your Instagram to Absolutely. people? Absolutely. All right, so go ahead and give them your Instagram handle. Like, we talked a lot about food today. If you guys love looking at a delicious food on your Instagram feed, and also, like, Bex is gorgeous, and she's really fun to follow because she's always doing exciting, fun things, like, please follow her Instagram. Go ahead and provide that handle. Yes, my handle is at... Becca Bormel, and that's spelled B-E-C-C-A-B-O-R-M-E-L. And that might not be my handle for long because in less than two months, I'll have a new last name. So I haven't really decided if I'm going to be changing my Instagram handle. But I post a lot of food pictures. Right now, there's a lot of wedding pictures. But, you know, when the wedding's over, I'll be back to probably food only. But it's just come (laughs) come take a look. And um, I'd love to follow you guys back. And I just... Love, I love Instagram. It's my favorite form of social media. Me too. I love Instagram stories. Like, I could just watch Instagram stories all day. Oh, I love yeah. to see what other people are doing and what other people are eating, too. Yes. And Agreed. learn from them and get ideas and try out new restaurants. So... Thank you so much for having me on, and I of appreciate course. it. Yeah, so guys, definitely check out her Instagram. It's super, super fun to follow. And Bex, thank you so much for coming in for some bubbly and being such a wonderful guest. And to all my friends listening out there, thanks for joining us on this edition of Bubbly Thoughts. Cheers, and as always, stay bubbly. Bye.